Dr. Luis Sandoval is accomplished in the fields of mental health and spiritual warfare, a medical doctor, board certified in neurology, psychiatry, and family medicine. He is also a psychiatrist for the Roman Catholic Diocese of Orange, Ministry of Healing and Deliverance. Now, Dr. Luis Sandoval. All right. Well, welcome to Virgin Most Powerful Radio. You're listening to the Dr. Luis Sandoval Show. Always a pleasure to be here with our listeners so that we can talk about our Catholic health, our mental health, our spiritual health, and our physical health. Welcome to the clinic. Today, we're going to have a very, very special guest, Trish. I know that uh, back by popular demand, Trish, you're probably one of the best things that happens to my show because we can have great conversations. And I, the other thing is I want our, my listeners to let me know, do you want Trish to come back more often? I would say yes. Feel free to email me. That's vmpr at gmail.com. We've got to have more shows with Trish. And in fact, Trish, I'm inviting you today um, for another show. So today's show, we're going to do it on our Christmas wish list. We're going to talk a little bit about Advent and our Christmas wish list. But I want to invite you back for a show for New Year's resolutions. What do you say? What do you say, huh? Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah, I think... We um, can do that, right? Yeah, I can do it. All right, New perfect. Year's, New Year's is going to be a little bit crazy with this spiritual warfare conference coming up. Well, yeah, but we're, we'll do a show. And then, we, yeah, we got to talk about our spiritual warfare conference yeah. coming up. But before we even do all that, why don't we get started with the angelus here at the top of the noon hour. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she conceived of the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Be it done unto me according to thy will. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And the Word was made flesh. And Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Pray for us, O Holy Mother of God, that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. Let us pray. Pour forth, we beseech thee, O Lord, thy grace into our hearts, that we, to whom the incarnation of Christ thy Son was made known by the message of an angel, may by his passion and cross be brought to the glory of his resurrection through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. St. Michael, the archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl around the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, Trish, we're in the season of Advent. You know, it's so common for everybody to start saying Merry Christmas and Merry Christmas. But we are in the season of Advent. Do you do anything special for Advent? Um... Well, this year in particular, as I am, as I am um, preparing for my consecration to the um, guardian angel, my guardian angel, um, I've also done fasting for the first time. I didn't realize that fasting was part of Advent, um, preparing for the coming of our Lord. So that was something new for me to do it, this year. It's interesting, right? Because I know that, I, mean, I was talking to our listeners last week. We talk a lot about Lent. And we know that Lent and Easter 
um, are, or shall I say, we, we talk about Lent, we know that Easter is coming up. And we never say Happy Easter until Easter Day, right? So right. when we talk about Lent, we, we always say during Lent, what are you giving up for Lent? What are you giving up for Lent? What are you going to give up? Because we understand that Lent is a time of sacrifice. But we never stop to think, and right now people are already saying Merry Christmas, or it's the Christmas season, or get into the Christmas spirit. But we forget that we're it's not Christmas, it's Advent. And, right. and we got to say, like, what are you giving up for Advent? Right? right. So we start fasting. And it's things that I didn't think about growing up because it wasn't like that. You know, it wasn't like that at all. But you started fasting. Do you ever put an advent wreath up on your uh on your in your house? Yes. Yes. Very cool. Yeah. Um, do you know what all the candles stand for? Don't you don't have to. That's okay. In fact, <laughs> I don't I don't want you to I don't want you to tell me what they stand for because I was I told my listeners last week I'm gonna do a advent wreath giveaway. And so okay. the Advent Wreath giveaway is anybody who can email me. And again, my email, and Richard, if you can put it up sometime during our show, my email is doctor, that's dr. Sandoval, vmpr at gmail.com. Um, anybody who can email me and let me know what Advent's all about, what the individual candles stand for, and where you would put your Advent Wreath uh, in your home, uh, the first person who emails me with that information, I will send out an Advent Wreath to. Um, kind of an Advent decoration, um, uh, because I want to get, kind of get back into the spirit of Advent. If we can, if we can put it that way, mm-hmm. uh, I know that it sounds like, oh, the spirit of Lent, but really it, it really is because it's a, a spirit of preparation. It's a time to, to stop and think and reflect that we're going to be getting a big gift mm-hmm. Christmas day. Yeah, definitely. And we don't think about that all the time. What, what, what do you say, Trish? No, definitely. Um, I love the Advent wreaths. They're, they're just such a beautiful, um, addition to all of the other decorations, um, I have to admit this year I'm uh, once again kind of behind the the ball as far as being up to date on everything that I'd like to have prepared in my house right now. I do several different forms of Advent, um, definitely um, the wreath, but I also have some secular versions. Um, one tradition that has been handed down um, from my mother to my generation, now I'm handing it down to my daughters, is um, she makes an advent, um, she calls it a ribbon. It's a, it's a strip of um, felt with 24 buttons on it tied on. Very cool. And then a bell to ring on the 25th. And every day you untie a button. So it's like, it's like the little paper, you know, advent calendars, it's a calendar, but there's no numbers on it or anything. But every, every evening at the end of the evening before bedtime, you untie another button. And that's another reminder that we're, we're getting one day closer to the birth of our Lord. I like that a lot. It's so sweet. It's, It's such a simple little thing, but it just means the world to me. That's yeah. very, that's very yeah. cool because it's so visual, mm-hmm. you know, it's there, it's visual. It's something that you actually do and you're, you're you know, you're participating that way. I think that's really, really cool. Mm-hmm. You know, my wife did, uh, we have, we found an advent calendar and normally the advent calendars nowadays that you find at the store, they're filled with chocolates yeah. or candies or prizes in between. Well, she found a nice wooden one and it has little doors. Yeah. And what she did is she took out all the fun prizes, as we would say. And she put in little, uh, she, she made little notes in there. Um, and the girls have to open it every day. And one note will be like, say something nice to each of your sisters today. Oh, lovely. Or, you know, That's wonderful. go and, and clean your room or just one item in your room. So it's not, a, you know, little things like that, that you can just one simple thing a day, um, as we prepare, uh, for Christmas, which is cool. I wanted to read out one of our listeners sent out, sent me an email. 
Um, and I promise to keep it all anonymous, but she has some really, really cool uh, Advent traditions that they do in their home, if I may read really quickly. Uh, she says that they put out a Christmas tree, but it, but they celebrate St. Nick's Day, which is November 6th, right? So uh, St. Nicholas is November 6th, and that's when her kids actually get presents from Santa is on November 6th. Uh, they light their candles, including the Advent ca- uh, candles for dinner, uh, and they eat by candlelight, which I thought was kind of cool. That's it's like really the beautiful. Can- yeah, I like that. I was like, that's wow, really she said, beautiful. you know, the warmth of the candlelight and the anticipation it creates. I think that that's really pretty. Um, they decorate with the wise men. Um, they, of course, put out a nativity scene, but Jesus isn't on there uh, just yet. She said that she found a nativity scene, or she found some nativity um as she called it shining light dolls. Uh, they actually sent a pregnant Mary with that so that they understand that our lady was still anticipating herself. Mm-hmm. Um, and she had Jesus with her in her womb. I thought that was very beautiful too. What an image that we forget about that, mm-hmm. but it's kind of cool. Those are just some of the things that they make so that they celebrate St. Am- so they do this feast day, December 7th, St. Ambrose day. They make beeswax candles for friends and families. I don't know that I'm that talented, but that was pretty cool. <laughs> um, and then they have a celebration of St. Lucy on the 13th. So it's really nice because I think she's incorporating, you know, the different anticipatory celebrations during and what happens in, in our Advent calendar for our Catholic faith as we lead up to Christmas. I thought that was pretty cool. That's really so I might, I might incorporate some of those things. I like the dinner by candlelight though. That, yeah. That was that's, pretty neat. Cool. that's really neat. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. Well, that's good. good. Um, yeah, definitely a time of preparation. And as we prepare, are you making a Christmas list anyway? Do you make a Christmas list or no? Do I make a Christmas list for, for myself or? Yeah. Yeah. For yourself. Oh, um, when I have time <laughs> so at the top of my list, that would be the number one thing that is on my Christmas list time. Yeah. It's funny because time is a great, yeah, I wish, I wish I could create more hours in the day right? because always my to-do list is much longer than my, my day. I end up getting to one or two items and then I feel like a total loser. <laughs> I'm like, what? I didn't get to my list. I'm, I'm worse than that. I, I barely get through one item. So, um, Yeah. With the ability to buy locate would be a wonderful gift. But, but but you already do. You're at the office right now answering phones. You're here on the on the show. You're you're amazing that way, right? <laughs> <laughs> but my kids, so I think about this because we're preparing for Advent, we're preparing for Christmas, and there's always that that fine balance, I think, especially with the kids where I tell them, you know, where they get so excited preparing their Christmas list that it's easy for Jesus to get lost. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like we forget, oh no, you know, I always ask him, hey, if Jesus were to show up here, does he know that this is for his birthday? You know, or does he think that you guys are just celebrating like getting Christmas gifts and, and it's not about Jesus? But they started making their, their I tell them, go ahead and make your Christmas list, but keep in mind, you know, what we're celebrating. Like what gift are we gonna give Jesus for his birthday? Uh, it is his birthday. And so we had a, a long conversation about that. Um, just kind of like, what gifts would Jesus like? Because I told them, you know, if it were your birthday, what would you want to get? You know, you, you'd want me to give you something and something like, I know about you or I know who you are. Um, but when it came, when it comes to Jesus, I'm like, what kind of gifts are we going to give him? But, um, what would you say as a mom, like from, from a mom's perspective, right? Because I come from a dad's perspective, but from a mom's perspective, what would you tell your, your daughters now for our listeners who have daughters who are older? Cause your daughters are in there in college, right? Yeah. College I age. have one about to turn 21. Wow. I know. Nobody <laughs> and, believes you. And the other one is 19. Trish was a very young mom is all I have to say. But what would you tell our listeners like if they have daughters in their teenage years? Because my daughters are younger, elementary school. But what would you think like, gosh, what would Jesus want from a teenage daughter since oh you my live gosh, with them? Gosh, just um, their heart. I think that's that would be 
his his number one request for them is for them to give him their heart. I love that. The music's on, so we're going to come back and definitely talk about that more because what I want to find out is, from that perspective, what would it look like for a teenager? What's in their heart that they would give Jesus? That's really important to think about, you know, as we make our Christmas list. We're going to talk more about that when we come back from the break with Trish. All right. Well, welcome back to the Dr. Lee Sandoval Show here on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. You're, you're, I'm your host, Dr. Lee Sandoval, and today we have our very special guest, Trish, uh, who always makes the show so much better when she joins us. Um, today we're talking about our Christmas wish list, not just for ourselves, but we're thinking of it from a Catholic perspective, from a parent perspective. And we're going to, later on in the show, we're going to talk about it from a clinical perspective, um, because a lot of times we wish for things and we don't always get them. But Trish, before the break, you were telling us, I said, you know, your daughters are in their college age years. They're in their late teens, early twenties. Um, and really kind of from a mom's perspective, you know, as parents this is where I see like God looking over us and saying, you know, as a parent, kind of, this is what you need. This is what's good for you. And we don't always listen or we don't always see that. And I think he gives us kind of that view as parents, you know, you're looking over your daughters as they're growing up and you realize, man, this is, trust me, this is what you need for life because all these things you think are important now aren't that important. Before the show, you said, I'd want them to give Jesus as his birthday present, um, their hearts. Yeah. And what do you mean by that? What, what do you mean by their hearts? I have an idea and, and I have questions for you on that, but what I want to hear from you. Well, um, you know, Jesus gives us unconditional love and I think he would want that in return. Um, we get so hung up on our ideas of um, what we need and what we want. And I think there's a lot of expectation um, whether right or wrong in relation to, um, you know, religion, what, mm -hmm. what, um, they're taught in RC, I mean, not RCIA, but, um, confirmation or even, um, in school about, you know, this is, um, how you should be or how you should behave, but it doesn't go along with the rest of the narrative and it's hard for them, it seems, to reconcile. Um, you know, my girls struggled with their faith a lot. And um, it all happened around junior high and high school during confirmation and all of that, which was heartbreaking for me. I don't think it was explained to them how to give Jesus your heart um, and still be yourself. They feel like they have to give up everything, and they don't. It's so much easier. It's so much easier than that. But this this world and the times that they're living in right now are, are so confusing that um, if they could just um, if they could just see a glimpse into what Jesus gave up for all of us and the love, um, just a, a just a drop of that love from their own heart to Him. That's that's what I would hope that they would be able to give him. It's interesting because you're right. I mean, I rem the thing is, I think back to that age, you know, and it is a time of truly where you're kind of looking for your identity. Yeah. Right. And and it's interesting that you say, I, I wish they would give Jesus their heart because at that age, it seems like, just like you said, the world, everything we're taught, they're asking us for our heart. 
the world's asking us for a heart. It's like, what do I give my heart to? This is why it's such a great time to think, oh, am I going to get married? Meaning, am I going to give my heart to somebody in marriage or am I dating somebody and they're the end all to end all? Or gosh, there's this rock group that I follow and I give them my heart without thinking about it because that's where I spend my time, my energy, my mind, um, everything that's going on. And the world is in such a place that it's asking for our heart. It's really asking us to marry whatever the next big topic is, whether it be, oh, you know, rights for this group or rights for that group, or, you know, this is really what we hold on to and we become activists, right? At that age, mm-hmm. it's easy to, to have this, oh, I'm fighting for this group of people because they're so uh, victimized and they're so repressed and they're so this and that. When we stop to think about it, it's like, as a, and, you know, as a parent down the road, you're like, there's always going to be another, you know, fad group or something, but yeah. is that what you want to give your heart to? Is that sustaining? And I think as adults, we see, you know, Christ, if you give yourself your heart to Christ, cause that's, what's true. That's, what's never going to change. He's, he's true and consistent. Yeah. I think, um, going back to expectations, maybe they, um, they think that prayer is I ask and I get, because there is, there is that scripture asking you shall receive. Mm-hmm. However, that's, there, there's something attached to that. There's more to it than just that. So they can't, be expecting something immediately. Everything with with our Lord is in his time. I am living proof of that. So, um, you know, this this culture of instant gratification, I think, gets in the way with the, the notion of giving your heart because they figure, well, I already tried that and I got nothing back. What did you really put into it? Right. That's a good point because I think a lot of times when we pray that way, asking you shall receive, Jesus did say that. But I think a lot of times in our mind, it's kind of like we're nine years old and we're asking for a new car. <laughs> you know, right. That's what I want. When right. nine, and it's like, yeah, of course you do. That's all nine, you know, 10 years old, whatever. That the cars are awesome. I remember driving down the street with my daughter and she's like 10 years old and she's like, oh my God, a purple car. I've never seen one like that before. It's so <laughs> cool. I want that car. And it's like, yeah, you'll probably, you might get a purple car, car down the road or something, but not now. Right. Right. And so I think that that's right. I mean, God sees things and asking for that precious gift of time um, or of understanding of God's time. Uh, but that's important to give, you know, and I think it, it, extra, it extrapolates to all of us and all of us as our listeners during this Advent season, you know, are we giving Jesus our heart? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's important. That's a really important point you make because what gift am I, it's Jesus' birthday. Am I bringing him a gift? I give gifts to everybody else. I think, what would they like? But what would Jesus like? He wants my heart. He gave us everything. He gave us his whole heart, his whole life, you know, not my will, but yours, God. Um, and he gave us everything. So how can I match that gift? You know, every year Christmas time, it's like, I guess, I guess the best way I can think of it is, um, and you can correct me if I'm wrong or anything, but I have to, if I'm going to give Jesus my heart, it's more like I got to prepare my heart so that Jesus can live in it. Right. Yeah. That's and give reconciliation is a scary thing to some people. <laughs> oh, it's scary, it's scary for me because it always, it's always that moment I think where I realize how I fall short. Yeah. Whereas perfect as I think I am or going through the day and thinking, yeah, of course I'm going to do this. I think it's that time of, of humbling. I wouldn't say humiliation, but of, of humility. Um, but there is a, humi- a certain amount of humiliation when I look at my faults, you know, mm-hmm. certain amount of shame, just like Adam and Eve. They mm-hmm. felt shame, right? That's why they were hiding. But it is interesting to say that, to, to look at that. I think preparing our hearts for Christ, that's how we give him our heart. We let him live in it, mm-hmm. um, you know, preparing the home for him. That's interesting. Now, you mentioned on your own Christmas list, you want the gift of time. What would you do with the gift of time? Oh, my God. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> my sister used to say to me all the time, Trish, you create your own chaos. Wow. We we do. 
she's just as guilty. <laughs> no, no, but that's powerful. That's a powerful statement, not just for right. you, but but that's an interesting. Tell me about that. Well, I mean, I have my list of things that I like to do in my own control freak little world um, for Christmas. I love Christmas. My mom used to tell my husband, oh, you know what? When, on the, on the topic of Christmas, you just need to stay out of her way. <laughs> let her do her thing. <laughs> just let her do her thing. Um, you know, from from teenage years on, I would decorate our whole house. Like my mom would start it and then I would like do it and finish it and make it even more. And, and to, to that just day? kept going. Well, yes, my house now, not her house. Right, 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 right. But yeah. No, but I'm saying to this tradition continues for you that Christmas is your thing. Yes, yes. And well, and you know, because my birthday is right around then too. I know. So. Do you want to tell our audience when your birthday is? No. Ah. <laughs> well, everybody, I just want to say, remember to send Chris a Christmas and birthday present. Oh, no. <laughs> um, because, oh, come on, tell me if it's around Christmas. You always got it. You always got the twofer, right? Yes. Or, or the one gift that's saying happy birthday and Merry Christmas. Right, right. Yeah. And, you know, I... I'm, the third child, my sister next in line, um, her birthday is the 18th. Oh, that's my sister's birthday. Oh, wow. And my birthday's right around Christmas too. So that's why ah, I, tell you. That's why, that's why I can go. tell you we always get the one gift. Right. It's like, and so I tell people, I'm like, okay, well, I'll just give you a Christmas gift and put happy birthday on there too. And then, and then <laughs> celebrating the birthday that's before Christmas because it's too difficult to celebrate the one oh, right yeah. after. So. Oh, there you go. There you go. Because yeah, <laughs> people are in celebration mode, right? This is where the Advent thing comes in. Well, all of that. And it's so hard to um, get people to come to yet another celebration between Christmas yeah. and New Year. That's so true. That's true. So with my um, first daughter being born on my birthday, we make it a point to, to do something very special for her birthday so that she so doesn't feel So your daughter excited. was born on your birthday as well? Yes. Wow. Yes. So I got That's a, a big lot of gift. celebration going. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Very cool. Right. Well, happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> I, I want to ask the specific date on air. But um, so here's a question for you. If decorating for Christmas is a big deal for you, is there like a particular decoration that has to happen or are there multiples or like, is there like one that you're like, oh my Hey, got to put this up or it's not Christmas. Right. Well, definitely the tree because so much family history goes into my tree and I have people telling me all the time, oh my gosh, Trish, your tree. You can't see the branches for all the ornaments because I've been collecting them since childhood. Wow. So every ornament has some kind of a special meaning. Most of them are very, very, very special to me. Wow. So, is anybody allowed to touch them? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure so. if you put like a little string around your tree. And, oh, no. <laughs> you know, like, do not pass this. No. Um, a lot of, um, again, you know, in my secular days, a lot of Hallmark type ornaments yeah, sure, and stuff sure, sure, like sure, that. Sure. Um, the ones that have motion and like yeah, stuff like fun. that, lots of fun, um, things that meant so much to me in my childhood, like all the peanuts stuff. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. I even have a peanuts nativity oh, that I really? love. My, I oh, love my daughter's it. actually, my daughter, yeah, my daughters are into peanuts and Looney Tunes right now. Oh, okay. So Perfect. it's the child in me. Yeah. Um, I have probably four different nativity sets and nativity ornaments, beautiful Niqua hand painted from the inside. Um, I, I love my, my, um, my Christian ornaments on my tree. Um, but now because I've been collecting ornaments for my daughters over the years for every year, they get at least one, if not two new Christmas ornaments so that when they move out of the house and have their own homes, they'll have a starter for their tree. And, um, so my ornaments, um, Less than half of mine are on the tree because their ornaments are covering most of the tree, which oh. I love. 
It's fun. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. I mean, I think I have enough ornaments though, seriously, for two for very trees. big trees. So. Maybe maybe you need to get another tree. Right? <laughs> My husband would say maybe you just need to let go. <laughs> I'm like, no. <laughs> it's interesting because it is that fun. I mean, you mentioned something so important there. I think that we kind of bring our childhood with us Mm -hmm. from Christmas time, you know, as an adult, Mm -hmm. like when people ask me like what's on your list, honestly, I always say, I don't have anything on my, like, I don't, at this point in my life, there's nothing that I think that I put on my list that I think, Oh, I hope I get this. Yeah. It's a different perspective. I I see what you mean because now I live Christmas through my, through my kids, Right. you know, see how excited they get. And they're so young and they get so excited making their Christmas list. I don't want to, steal that excitement and that joy from them but i do want them like if i had a li- uh, something on my list that i would hope for them mm-hmm. i want them to to bring that excitement and joy to christ kind of like you said like like the, give their hearts to christ but in, in a way like remember we're celebrating jesus here and we got to yeah. prepare for that yeah. you know part of it is i want you to be excited about your christmas list and they get the catalogs and they circle it and mm-hmm. and they circle this and that and um they get excited about decorating too they do have a peanuts uh, nativity set nice. that uh, they got at some point and they remember these things and i realize this is this is what they're going to bring with them and and the traditions that they're going to pass on to their families mm-hmm. is the christmas world that i'm allowing them to experience I say allowing because I got to get rid of my own, you know, blockades, Um, (laughs) allow them to experience Christmas and have fun with that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Front porch is important to me too, because I want to have a warm and beautiful porch. Yeah. The front porch. Okay. Hang on. We'll talk about that next time. We're going to have to talk about the porch when we come back from the break. That's important. That's really important, actually. And that's going to tie in to what we're going to talk about with our uh, health portion of the site of the show the segment of the show so more we'll come back from the break with trish and our christmas wish list all right are we back on here thank you welcome back to the dr louis sandoval show here on virgin most powerful radio today we have a very special show with a very special guest Trish, and we are talking about our Christmas lists and our wishes for Christmas as we are preparing during this Advent season. Um, you know, important to always remind our listeners that it really is a time of preparation. You know, we're going to go to, if you're at work, all of a sudden we have these holiday parties and we start celebrating Christmas very early and we don't even realize that there is a Christmas tide uh, in our faith where it's Christmas is actually, you know, not even if it's like the first day of Christmas, you know, the 12 days of Christmas aren't the 12 days before Christmas, it's the 12 days after. Mm-hmm. We have a whole octave, we have a whole Christmas tide um, actually going all the way to February 2nd, believe it or not. So Christmas is a huge, huge celebration. Before the break, Trish, we were talking a little bit about how we decorate for Christmas, how exciting it is to decorate for Christmas. And uh, you were telling us about your Christmas tree. Everybody loves to decorate the Christmas tree, put up their fun ornaments. But you mentioned something important, your your front porch. Tell me about that. What's going on with your front porch? Oh my gosh. So um, again, I I have trees and the garland and um, whimsical decorations, but also I have um, images of the Holy Family as well. Just everything that means something special to me, but also what I want to do is have a place where, um, like if the wise men were coming into our neighborhood and they would look at our house and think, oh, that's an inviting, warm house. There's love there. That's how I decorate. I decorate to express love. 
And I, I would put up a little sign for the wise man that just says, please drop off the gold. You can keep the frankincense in the market. <laughs> but that's right. cool. You know, that's really, really important. You know, the, you mentioned something super important. I think that, you know, for, I think about this when I'm in clinic. You brought up something in mind uh, when I'm in clinic. Because a lot of times when you're dealing with any kind of health, you know, whether it be physical health, mental health, a lot of times um, we can't see it, right? So the public can't see somebody else's mental health issues. A lot of times we can't see other pe people's physical health issues, but sometimes you can. So sometimes let's say that somebody is bound to a wheelchair or somebody's bound to have a cane or some kind of external apparatus or something along those lines. And there are times where you see somebody and you realize that ah, there's some mental health issues going on there. But I think, how do we tie that into the porch? Because what brought into my mind was this. I think a lot of times what we forget is how we present ourselves regardless you know, the porch is the presentation. So you come up to a house and you're already presented with this house. I don't know what's on the inside yet, but if that's what the porch is showing me, if it's showing me that it's decorated and ready to invite mm -hmm. Christ and invite Christmas and invite the wise men, you know, I think as, as people, sometimes we forget, you know, how do I present myself regardless of what's going on with me? Is it all about me or can I have some kind of presentation where I realize I want to be inviting to others. Now, that's not to say I don't want anybody to feel like they're failing if they can't do that or anything like that. We're all where we are because even during the holiday season, that doesn't guarantee that we're going to feel good. You know, a lot of times we feel like, we, if we look at those commercials, I always feel like I'm falling short. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. yeah. A brand new car, a big bow on it, riding up in the snowy road to the cabin where grandma and grandpa are waiting. Everybody looks like they dressed out of a catalog. And they're <laughs> smiling everywhere. And if I don't make that my Christmas, I failed, right? So here I am in an apartment or something and I don't have much and my tree's not even a Charlie Brown tree, uh, you know, and we can feel that way. And I think mm -hmm. it feels that way a lot when we are getting treatment, if we are feeling depressed, if we are dealing with psychosis and somehow Christmas is supposed to change all that. And, and for some people it doesn't. What do you think about that? No, um, I can completely relate to that. Um, there was um, an incident that had happened a long time ago um, involving one of my daughters and a group of friends. And basically um, that, that one incident on that one year so many years ago had basically ruined Christmas for her for years. And I never, she never told me why she would get anxiety attacks. She would get depressed and um, wouldn't participate, wouldn't put her ornaments on the tree. Mm. And, you know, I was like, oh, you know, I couldn't help but feel a little bit um, personal. You know, it, it felt personal to me that she wasn't participating in something that, you know, I was going out of my way to, you know, helping her, you know, feel the spirit and all of that. And it wasn't until um, a little more recently that she expressed to me the whole story behind why she had an issue at that time of the year. I was like, it's so, it's such a happy time of the year. Right. Why are right. you so unhappy? You know, how can I help you with this? And she finally, um, expressed to me what what had happened led to all of this um turmoil yeah sure in her sure, sure. in her life and um as crushing as it was i was really glad that she finally got it off her chest and i think that helped her to heal a little bit but um you know the scar is still there so we have to understand that all of these um superficial things you know so what 
if if the porch doesn't get done or so what if um you know you don't get all of the ornaments on the tree this year and i've had to like already reconcile that with myself because i've mm. been pulled in so many different directions just this week so many um so much drama so um we have to really keep perspective and um perspective in regard to um what the holiday means as well as perspective to how each other, um, how we're how we're feeling, either um, ourselves or how our loved ones are feeling, and how it's affecting them. It's very stressful. This is a very stressful time of year because you're trying to fit in so much, and there's only so much time and only so much of you. You're absolutely. I mean, you're absolutely right, and that's a lot of what I see because this is why I, I think about my own wish list, or you know, if I have one or anything along those lines. Because the holiday is going to mean different things for different people. People have different experience of it. We know that at its core, it's supposed to be joyful. Yeah. You know, at its core, it's supposed to be a happy event. At its core, it's supposed to be Christ coming to the earth. Christ incarnate came to save us. That's the core of the holiday. There's no questions about that. Um, and how could that not be a joyful season? Yeah. But I think it speaks volumes, um, that fact that when Christ came, things might not be perfect because that's really why he's coming. You know, when we have that perspective, I got to realize in my life, there's going to be things that are not perfect. There's going to be things where, um, you know, I might not be the happiest, even though I'm supposed to feel joyful. Um, it's going to be, like you said, different people have different holiday experiences. I have a lot of patients who say, I feel really depressed during the holidays. Like I'm aware that there's a joy around me, but there's this constant depression that I'm feeling because of whether it be a loved one pass away, something happened to me, tragic accident. Mm -hmm. uh, my parents were always miserable during the holidays, so I carry that with me. Whatever it is, we know that there's a joy around because the decoration tells us there's a joy. The exterior tells us there's a joy. Mm -hmm. But I think you're absolutely right. we got to be sensitive to people's individual needs because internally, some people are still in pain. Yeah. And some people, and sometimes that pain doesn't go away. I have patients who, on their wish list, if you will, let's say that their therapy wish list or their treatment wish list is, Doc, I want you, I want to feel good. I want to feel like myself. Um, I want you to give me a medication that has no side effects and will get rid of these particular symptoms. Um, and I say, gosh, I wish I had that. You know, sometimes our wish list is, yeah, we know what we, we think we need or what we would want or what would be great. But unfortunately, sometimes even treatment doesn't seem to work. And is that to say that I'm going to quit on somebody and say, well, you know what, you're not going to get treatment anymore or, well, that's it, you're done. Um, no, I think I would have the perspective of we got to keep trying. Yeah. Maybe that particular treatment didn't work. Maybe those medications haven't worked. Maybe this therapy didn't work. Or maybe, you know, that was a really tough time for you. Uh, and I can understand how that, how Christmas can be jarring. But Christmas is still going to happen. Our holiday Advent's still going to happen. Our holidays are still going to happen. How do we walk through that together? Yeah. You know, what do you think? Yeah, no, um, I, I completely agree. Um, as you were speaking, I was thinking about, you know, what can, what can we do to help somebody get past that whatever it is that's um the roadblock that's preventing them from achieving their happiness and there's so many different things that come to mind like if if i could just take all of all of the negativity and put it in a box and wrap it up in a pretty bow and send it away mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know send it away or or bring it to um, the altar and set it at the fit foot of the cross, you know, they tell you to, to take your, your, your worry stone, mm -hmm. whatever it is, and then bring it in place at the foot of the cross, um, package up all of the things that, um, 
have bothered you or you felt um, violated somehow or, um, you know, something that broke your heart and, and package that up and, and send it away. If it was as simple as that, wouldn't that be wonderful? That would be great. I'll take that on my Christmas. Right. right? But sometimes symbolic gestures are like a first step. Mm -hmm. Maybe. I, th I think so. I think sometimes just being, just walking with a person, when we say walking with a person, it's kind of a interesting um, imagery. But I know that I have some patients who, if anybody's seen that movie, it's called As Good As It Gets. Yeah. You know, sometimes for the, the most amount of treatment, for the best amount of things you can do, for whatever reason, for a particular person, this is as good as it gets. You know, I, this is the medication I have you on. Yeah, you're always going to be in pain. I can't get rid of it. You're, I think there's always going to be a part of you that hurts. But you know what I can do? I'm going to be here and I'm going to walk with you. Yeah. And every time I think of it from patients, every time you call me, I'm going to listen and I'm going to listen to what you're telling me. It might be the same story over and over and it might be the same pain over and over. And I might not be able to change the treatment or change the, the treatment plan or offer anything new, um, but I'm going to be here and I'm going to listen to you. And I think that we forget that the power of the presence to each other um, during this holiday season is just saying, I'm not going to try to fix anything because I don't know how. But I'm here for you, and I'm going to be here for you. And we can keep talking about this, and we're going to walk this journey together. Yeah, I think, um, well, I sort of had a, a thought going, and it escaped me momentarily. It'll probably come back to me after the break. But um, uh, I just think to, um, to bring meaning to that suffering might help somebody if they understand that... Um, there, it, it's a terrible thing that they went through that they continue to go through. And if we can figure out how to get them to offer it up and maybe that is the release that they need, that it's okay to have those feelings, but um, Jesus doesn't want you to carry that with you all the time. He's willing to take it from uh, you. And that is a very, very, we're going to touch on that when we come back from the break because that is, I think, the key to mm -hmm. the season. That's really what we're celebrating, I think, when we talk about Christmas. And we're going to see how that is. Um, because that, at the end of the day, that's that's it. You know, Christ is here. Christ makes himself present for us and says, I'm going to walk with you through this season and all seasons. Yeah. More, more on that when we come back from the break. Thanks, Trish. That's pretty important. All right. Well, welcome back to the Dr. Lee Sandoval Show here on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. As always, happy to have all of our listeners here. Uh, and today we're joined by none other than Trish. Always great to have Trish on the show. Makes it so much better. Elevates the quality for sure. Um, <laughs> and we're talking about our Christmas wish list. But before we get into that, I just wanted to give a quick plug. I know we're doing our Spiritual Warfare Conference. Trish, that is the weekend of the 29th and the 30th of January, correct? Yes, that is correct. Uh, and it's at St. Joseph's in Pomona. Yes. I know that we are sold out as far as our seating capacity. Yes. Yeah. So, so um, if you go to our website, um, to the registration, you'll see that you have an option to either get on a waiting list um, we're trying to see if we can get more chairs in. So in the next week or two, um, we're going to figure that out. But um, the capacity for chairs in that facility, um, the way they lay it out, mm -hmm. is um, 600 max. 
So we've already so, got 600 people there. Yes, wow. yes, in person. We have about we have about 620, actually. Well, I know that I'm going to make every effort to be there. Um, <laughs> so I would like to shake hands with as many people uh, as possible for, of our listeners. And uh, always a pleasure to talk. And it's always great to listen to Father Ripperger. He's got so much insight. And Dan Schneider, you know, how, what a great team yeah. uh, of people to, to be there <laughs> with. Um, so that's awesome. So you can still go online and you can still do the virtual, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, Virtual is unlimited. So um, the nice thing about that is um, you'll be able to go back and listen at your leisure, replay. And um, yeah, it's, you know, either way, it's going to be good. I know people get a lot of their energy from being there in person. Right. But um, this facility can only hold so many, so well, we apologize. I know that I always, I, I do like being there in person. I think that that's great. But like you said, I always find that if I go back and give it a second listen, yes. um, I actually get a lot more out of it because I know that being there, it's like you hear it once and it's like, wait, what do you say? Wait, I missed that part. I right. back, I hear it again. I always recommend having the virtual so you can at your own time and your own uh, energy just kind of listen in and, and get all the details on that. Right. So right. that'll be cool. Definitely looking forward to that. So again, that's at St. Joseph's in Pomona. Pomona. weekend of january 29th and 30th so that should be a good time sign up sign up online at virgin most powerful radio.org perfect and then um yeah so i think that's the only uh um uh conference we're having coming up so far right i'm sure down the road we'll have more yes okay. yeah we always have a men's conference in the spring mm-hmm. um i don't know if we're going to um i'm pretty sure we're going to have something smaller more intimate um, in the early, early or mid spring for the men's conference. Uh, no, that well, I say spring. It's um, May or June mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. when we have the men's conference. So um, sometime in between the end of January and June, we'll probably have a smaller uh, conference. But we haven't um, gotten that far yet. Our, our focus has been on um, this. And also we're going to be getting another, um, engineer to help Richard. Thank God. (laughs) So, yeah. So we have to get things prepared for that as well. Good, good, good. And I'm sure down the road, we probably have another family conference like, uh, we did last year with myself and and a few other speakers. So that'll Mm -hmm. be cool. All right. Well, back to our show here. We're talking about our Christmas wish list. We're talking about Advent season. How do we prepare? And before the break, we, came upon a wonderful topic of conversation. And one of them was, you know, there's a lot of pain that's associated sometimes with the holidays. People sometimes feel painful. We think it's great for the kids, um, wish list and birthday. I mean, not birthdays. Well, it's Jesus' birthday, right? Of course. So, um, and you know, kids are always making their Christmas lists and looking through toy catalogs. And I know my kids do that. And interesting to see how the toys change as they get older, you know, what kind of things they're into. Um, but really reminding them that it is Jesus' birthday. Yeah. But you brought up something very important. What is somebody's experiencing a lot of pain, whether it be physical pain because of physical ailment, whether it be uh, emotional pain, mental pain because of any kind of mental illness, or whether it be spiritual pain because they're not in a good place spiritually and they might not know how to get out of that. How do we fix that? Before the break, you were saying, Trish, gosh, I wish I could take a, you know all the bad things, put them in a box and send them away, mail them away, get them out of here, take them to the foot of the cross, leave them somewhere where they don't burden you anymore. And we talked a little bit about, well, how can we bring, you said, how can I bring meaning to that suffering? Tell me more about that. Um, you know, I've been learning a lot more about redemptive suffering. Uh, part of that is um, just my own discernment, but also working um, 
myself into the consecration to my guardian angel and understanding um, not just the miracles that happen around you, but the meaning behind everything that happens. Nothing, there are no coincidences. You know, we see, we say it over and over again. It seems like a cliche, but it's true. It's absolutely true. There are no coincidences. There are things that we go through in life, um, good and bad that have, can have great meaning if we stop to take a moment and reflect on what is happening. And um, trying to help somebody see that the horrible situation that they're in now can have a, a good outcome. It's all in perspective and it's all in how they, um, what tools they have to deal with it and how, um, how we can help them, like you say, walk with them and walk them through it. Um, sometimes they're not open at all to hearing any any about anybody else's perspective and that was part of the frustration that i had in my situation was um trying to let this person know that they're not alone and um that they they can get through this and it's not um it it's it's up to them whether they're going to allow it to continue to destroy them or if they want to get out, you know, there's help. There's, there's a way out. I think in a nutshell that that's the meaning of Christ's birth. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that honestly speaking, when you think about Christmas, we think, oh, the child is born and we're always rather, it's a bit of a distraction from that. You know, we got Santa coming, we got gifts, we got red and green decorations and peppermints and snowmen and all this stuff. But when we strip all that away, let's get rid of all the decorations and everything. What's happening Christmas Day? I think it's Christ saying, your suffering has meaning. Let me show you. Yeah. You know, I'm going to show up here because I'm going to walk with you through this. You're not alone. Let me show you that you're not alone. I'm going to become human just like you. You're definitely not alone. And guess what? I'm going to take on your pain. You know how you're talking about you want to wrap it up and put it? What, uh, what uh, the, the gospel reading where he says, uh, my yoke is light. Yes. Give me your, you know, give me your burdens. Take on mine because my yoke, my yoke is light and easy to carry of you. And hum, I'm humble of heart. I think that's where Jesus is saying, look, I know you guys are in pain and you're suffering. You're having all these worldly pain and this affliction, but you want to get rid of it? And it's kind of, I know that there's a common uh, term now that people say, here, hold my beer, right? He's <laughs> like, hold my beer here. I'm going to come in. I'm going to become human just like you. And guess what? I'm going to take on your suffering. Right. Um, and your suffering now has meaning because I'm taking it on. Right, right. There's... um. You know, it's it's one of the the refinements, you know, the furnace refining the the precious metal into something pure. Um, we don't like going through it, but it's it's like the old saying: "Whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger." It's very true. Um, I just think there's there's so much um, there's so much good that potentially can come from any situation. It all depends on your perspective. And if you've been knocked down enough, your perspective goes in the negative direction. Um, you know, part of that is a very natural human self-pity, you know, emotion. So it's, it's really hard to overcome that, especially for younger people when they feel victimized constantly. I'm like, but you're the one victimizing yourself. How do you, how do you, 
make them make that decision to get past it. But I think you're right. And I think that that's, that's the key, right? Because you mentioned, you know, I would hope that my daughters give Christ their heart. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the answer right there. I mean, right. at the end of the day, the answer is Jesus Christ. This is the whole purpose of Christmas. If we forget that there was a babe in a manger who came into the world suffering himself, because right. you know we can argue a lot of different things, but Jesus is like, look, I didn't come into this world full, full of riches. I came in with my own suffering. You know, I came in here and I came into a world of suffering. I was born in a manger for crying out loud. My parents right. didn't even know where to go. There was no vacancy. They didn't. I wasn't like in a beautiful, you know, hospital with high tech anything. It was like. Look, this was like bare bones, man. Like it doesn't get more bare bones. I'm there with the bare bones. Right. Um, you know, if you are suffering, if you feel like you can't get past something, maybe you might not get as we what we imagine to get past it in this life. You might not get past it the way we imagine, like you're going to be pain free from it. But I think if we share that suffering with Christ suffering, because we've got to look at Christ, you know, Christ came into the world to be crucified on the cross. So we celebrate Christmas and we forget there is a good Friday to Christmas, right? Christmas, Christmas is here with a mission. Um, when we unite that suffering, I think like you said, it becomes redemptive suffering. Yeah. It becomes, what did you learn about that in your angels class? Um, I don't know if it was a specific chapter. It, they, they touched upon, um, Christ's sacrifice and um, uniting um, what our own um, our own sufferings with with Christ and um, allowing our angel to help walk us through. You know, um, we we are given so many gifts that we aren't even aware of. You know, our guardian angel was given to us when we were conceived. So um, becoming aware of that, if everybody knew that they had an advocate and a mentor and a best friend that they not necessarily could see, but knew was there, you know, hand on shoulder guiding you through, that to me is offers so much comfort. You've got to know that um, God loves us so much and gives us so much. He gave us his only son. He gave us a mother to comfort us in our time of need and to, and to lead us um, to heaven. And, and a father in Joseph to help um, protect our families and help, um, again, be the, the example of um, what a parent should do for their children. And then the guardian angel, um, our advocate and our warrior and our best friend to make sure that our paths lead in the right direction. How much more could you possibly need or want? See, and I think that at the end of the day, that's on my Christmas wish list now. Mm-hmm. That's my wish list. My Christmas wish list is to be able to recognize that. <laughs> that's what I honestly because that's life changing. You know, a lot of times we want our lives to change because, like I said before, we think a medication is going to change my life. We think that a certain therapy is going to change my life or give me a different perspective. I think that if my eyes can open to what's already there yeah. spiritually, if I can prepare for the birth of Christ in my heart, and I can hopefully get my eyes open to my guardian angel, the saints, Our Lady, and realize how powerful that's going to be in changing my life for the better. Not that there's not going to be suffering because there's always suffering, but it's going to change my life for the better and I'm going to find peace. That's my Christmas wish list. Thanks, Trish. 
that was awesome. You just <laughs> gave, you know, I told, like I said, yeah, Merry Christmas to everybody yeah. coming up. You know, Happy Advent. Happy Advent. And let's prepare for that as we prepare for our Advent. I'll be thinking about that as I light my Advent candles. Again, email me uh, with your Advent thoughts and any other comments you might want to have. Trish, thank you. Thanks for you all. Love you. We'll see you next week. Bye.